Welcome to the second podcast by ChangeMyHeart.net. I was sitting on the banks of my daddy's pond the other day, watching my wife and son fish, and I began to ponder Matthew 4:19. There, Jesus talks about making people fishers of men. And as I began to think about all the preparation there is in getting ready to fish, I broke it down into ten steps. Then I began to compare those steps to how it is when Jesus calls us to become fishers of men. First, let's take a look at one of the scriptures that I used to prepare this message. It's found in 1 John chapter 1, verse 3 and 4. What we have seen and heard we also declare to you, so that you may have fellowship along with us. And indeed, our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ. We are writing these things so that our joy may be complete. Next, let's take a look at the actual scripture used for this message. It's found in Matthew chapter 4, verses 18 and 19. As he was walking along the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who was called Peter, and his brother Andrew. They were casting a net into the sea since they were fishermen. Follow me, he told them, and I will make you fishers for people. Immediately they left their nets and they followed him. First and foremost, we must be in love with Jesus ourselves. We cannot give away what we do not have. We may know Jesus as our Savior in our head, but not know him as Lord in our heart. There is a head knowledge and a heart knowledge. You can know the existence of God, but not know Him in your heart as Lord of your life. An example is you can possess head knowledge that there is power in an electrical outlet, and when you touch it and get shocked, then you know deep down in your heart that there is power in that outlet. It is hard to sit on the fence when we're talking about Jesus. You are either cold or hot. God does not like lukewarm. When Simon and Andrew met Jesus, he called to them, and they immediately left and followed him. How many times does Jesus call us to do things and we put it off? Calling a friend, holding a door open for someone, feeling the urge to pray, and putting it off. Following Jesus cost us something. For Simon and Peter, it cost them their family and their career. I'm not saying that this is what God is asking us to do, but it may cost us some time, money, and energy. We must be open to make a sacrifice to further our Christian journey and bring others along with us. Matthew 10:39 says this, Anyone finding his life will lose it, and anyone losing his life because of me will find it. Next is selecting the fishing tackle. Fishermen spend an awful lot of time getting and selecting their equipment. Hours and hours are spent in sporting goods stores, magazines, and talking with other fishermen about reels, rods, lures, and everything else. If we're going to be fishers of men, we need to spend time in the Word and fellowship with other believers. The more we study and put into practice, the more knowledgeable we become. As with our fishermen, if we are a beginner, you want to talk to someone who knows from experience how to fish. People don't want to talk to someone who just reads about fishing. They want to talk to someone who fishes. The more we read, study, and listen to the Word, the more it begins to change how we think, what we say, and how we act. 
Just coming to church doesn't change us. It's a start, but we can't sit in a garage and we will never become a car. Prayer is a big part in knowing God. Prayer is communication with the Father. We can never expect to have a relationship with anyone if we don't talk to them, not just about them, but to them. You would never expect to have a friend or a spouse if you never talk to anyone. I think we as Christians pray a lot, but we pray to God. We give a list of requests. We say thank you a couple of times. We recite a few scriptures, and then we say amen. We lack real communication. We don't tell God everything that we think or how we feel, and we certainly don't listen. Communication is sharing dreams, thoughts, fears, and hopes, sharing everything with God. A relationship is also about listening. God wants to be a friend, brother, and sister, or any and everything you need, but we have to talk to Him, not just about Him. Next is selecting the bait. An enormous amount of time is spent, not to mention money, on the kind of bait to use. If you have been in a Bass Pro Shop, You know just how many things there are to choose from. In learning to walk and share the gospel, I think people are interested in you. The world is looking for light among the darkness. Jesus is the light of the world, and he lives in you. You do not have to be perfect, be a great speaker, Bible teacher, or anything else. You just have to be willing so that God can use you. People are looking to see how you act or react in situations. You act different than people of the world, and people want to see that, and they want to know why. It's also important to know that you have a story, and people want to hear it. You do not have to be have a fiery speech or know a thousand scriptures. People want to know what God has done in your life. They want to know how God helped you through your trials, so that they may have hope that He will help them through theirs. But sharing your story comes with a cost. You must be willing to share yourself. Oftentimes, our greatest stories are those that are most personal. We have to be willing to share our struggles, pains, trials, and triumphs. I think it is important to let people know that we are struggling with areas in our lives and we are not perfect and we still make mistakes. Too many people put on fake smiles and pretend that they are not having problems. People can see through that and they, they know that it is fake. When you are willing to let people see that you have struggles and depend on God for help, then they are more likely to listen and want to know more. No one can ever take away your story. There is no fear in love. Instead, perfect love drives out fear because fear involves punishment. So the one who fears has not reached perfection in love. We love because he first loved us. 1 John 4, 18-19 The right spot to fish. Fishermen spend a lot of time selecting the right spot to fish. They will drive for hours looking for that spot. The good thing is, I think God has placed us right where He wants us to fish. We can minister at our jobs, our schools, our neighborhoods, and even in our homes. There are hurting people everywhere. Everybody has needs, and we can meet those needs. Helping someone who has four children put groceries in the car holding a door open for an elderly person, or simply just being available so that God can use you in spreading the gospel. God can use us right where we are. We as a church spend lots of time and money to send missionaries all over the world. 
when we have a mission field in our own backyard. I'm not saying that our overseas missions are not important, but I am saying God can open up places for each of us to share His love right where we are. I would like to talk a little more about our family. There are usually those people within each family that are hard to love. Our prayers, time, and patience sometimes can be what God can use to minister to them. Ephesians 5, 1 and 2 says, Therefore be imitators of God as dearly loved children, and walk in love as the Messiah also loved us and gave himself for us, a sacrificial and fragrant offering to God. Patience to wait for the bite. When fishing, after we cast our line, we have to leave it in the water and wait. Waiting is one of the hardest things to do. Many never see any signs of change, but we cannot see what God is doing. In some instances, we may speak a word to someone and never see them again, but God can use that word to change their life. As we all have heard, some are sowers of seed, some are waterers of seed, and some are harvesters of seed. In sowing seed, I think God does more in our life than we do in someone else's. Let me give you an example. If you were to give up a Saturday to help clean a neighbor's yard, you may never get a thank you from your neighbor, but you will come away knowing full happiness that you have done something for God. Jesus said, whatever you do for the least of these, you have done for me. We also have to be careful that we do not pick and choose who we are going to help and who we are going to be nice to. We can never judge a book by its cover. The excitement of the bite. There is no better feeling when you are fishing to see the rod bending and know that there's a fish on the other end. It's important to know that living the gospel is a whole process. From beginning to end, we should enjoy the journey. If we are not careful, we can become discouraged when we're praying for someone and feel as if nothing is happening. But God is working. Sometimes things may get worse before they get better. Some people have to hit rock bottom so that the only place to look is up. It's in those times that we must pray even harder. Isaiah 65, 24 says this, Before they call, I will answer. While they are still speaking, I will hear. Setting the Hook Don't be afraid to share. We often feel like no one is interested in us or what we have to say. But we cannot be afraid to let people in. There are many people hurting in areas that we have made great progress in, and the lessons we have learned may be just what they need. We cannot be embarrassed or ashamed about our struggles. God is in the business to forgive. Yes, people tend to hold on to things, but we don't live by what people say. We live by what God says. If he says we are forgiven, then we are forgiven. Take a step of faith and share your story when the Holy Spirit leads you. You may just be what a person needs to help them hold on just one more minute. Reeling them in. Now we have the fish on the hook and the hook is set, so all we have to do is reel them in. If all we had to do was cast the line and set the hook, then there would be no fish in the boat. People need good role models and good friends to help them along the way. It's easy to say, I'll pray for you, but in translation, what we really mean is I don't have time for you right now, I'm busy. Prayer is a good thing, but in order for others to stay on the hook, it may cost us a phone call, a letter in the mail, taking them to the store, or just spending time with them. 
There are all kinds of ways to encourage others. Hoping someone else will clean the fish. Many, many times, all we want to do is give money to other ministries. We really don't want to spend any time or effort in helping someone on their journey. We use excuses like, I'm just not comfortable around people I don't know, or that's someone else's responsibility. But I challenge you to get involved in something bigger than yourself. If you run across people in need, see if you can meet that need. If you can't meet that need alone, maybe a group of friends can help and you all can meet the need together. Faith and love are kind of like a sponge. If you don't squeeze it out, it can only hold so much. Sometimes I think we get so tied up in our own church that we forget that we can work with other churches. I am amazed that Christians tend only to support their church. We are all in this together. It's okay to join other brothers and sisters in Christ and work together. Proverbs 18.1 says this, One who isolates himself pursues selfish desires. He rebels against all sound judgment. I think sometimes we as a church as a whole get isolated in ourselves, and we become selfish and sometimes we do get off track. Care and storage of the equipment. We have to take care of ourselves, mentally and physically. Oftentimes we take care of the physical side, but we fail to realize that we are a three-part being. Our spirit needs care. Meditation on the Word of God seems to revive our minds, bodies, and soul. Balance is the key to an overall healthy person. Some things we may need to say no to, some things we may need to say yes to, and some things we need to say just wait. The Holy Spirit is there to help us make those decisions. Learning and meditating on Scripture releases stress and anxiety. An overall healthy person will be around a long time to serve God and be a great joy to others. Whatever in life you love to do, do it. The key is to enjoy the journey. Be open to God so that He can use you to be a blessing to others, and in return, you will be richly blessed beyond your wildest dreams.